0: twenty five june fourteen thirty one. The night had been nearly starless before the clouds moved on. Now a pale golden glow edged distant hills to the east, which told twenty three year old Sir Adam McFinlay, riding south on the west bank of the river Tay, that the moon, full tonight, was rising. Sir Adam's night vision was excellent, and his shaggy black-and-white dog, Sirius, ranging ahead on the undulating, shrub-lined path, would alert him to any disturbing movement, scent, or noise nearby. The King's Annual Parliament was meeting in the Royal Borough of St. John's Town of Perth, so the road from Blair Castle, where he had spent the previous night, was safe enough to travel even at that late hour. Nevertheless, as Adam neared the town, he welcomed the increasing moonlight. Starlight had already revealed black heights of the town wall a half-mile ahead, beyond a rise in the landscape. He could even make out the tall, pointed spire of what he suspected was the kirk of St. John the Baptist for whom the town was named. Then, the bridge-crossing from the village of Bridge End to St. John's Town's High Street Gate came into view. At that hour, even the broad expanse of water to his left had hushed, looking black and bottomless as it flowed toward the Firth of Tay and the Sea. He knew the Tay was a powerful river, but now it seemed calm and contained reminding him that sea-tides influenced its current. It was low, too, flowing some ten feet below its banks. So the tide was also low, but on the turn. The breeze wafting toward him from across the water stirred no more than an occasional ripple. His path lay between the river and a wide field to his right that, despite big patches of shrubbery, and scattered trees he believed was the infamous North inch of Perth, the current king's father, Robert the Third, had ordered a trial by combat there between the two great Highland confederations, Clan Chatton and the Camerons. The full result of that great clan battle depended on who told the tale, and Adam knew little more than that the two sides had had to provide thirty champions each, and that the Camerons had lost all but one of theirs. It had happened before his birth, and although a truce had resulted, no one on either side had been eager to discuss the battle with him. All was quiet on the inch too, unnaturally so. Not even a night bird's call. His instinctive wariness of new places, augmented by years as a warrior, stirred strong then, as did his highlander's mistrust of any town's dark environs. His mount was tired after a long day's ride, and enough of the moon peaked above the hills to light the river and its surrounding landscape, so he dismounted to lead the horse. Absently shifting stray hairs of his beard from his mouth with a finger of his free hand and smoothing them, he scanned the nearby field. He had not visited St. John's town before, but his foster grandfather had explained exactly how he could find their clansmen by following the high street into the town from its north gate. He could see the top parts now, of a massive dark tower rising above the end of the town wall near the riverbank. Moonlight also revealed that the rise ahead was a low, rocky hillock extending into the water. A short distance ahead, to his right, orange light revealed two high windows of an otherwise shadowed building inside a wall of its own. Torch glow Suggested that its east facing wall had a gateway, but the rise hid all save its twin towers. Rustling shrubbery near the field center sharpened.